The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. I'm Sharon Kleina. The Power of Water. Why did I choose to have a radio talk show to go worldwide called The Power of Water? Well, I will explain. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and I've been spending 30 years of my life studying what have we not been learning more about our health and, and the, what's happening to this planet. We are living with the planet. It's not going to live with us. We've got to be the guest to follow the planet's life cycle. And the planet is life. And, and you know, you stop and think about the solar system, the universe, and why is it that Earth was chosen and has the water? It's, it's a very exciting study every day. And when you come into my show, think of yourself into a classroom. You're listening to a classroom, a laboratory of theories and evaluations and thought. We're going to learn as much as we can together, and we are going to take this all over the world. We're soon going to have guests from Kenya, uh, Holland, uh, uh, from uh, Thailand, from different parts of the world, uh, UK, and here domestically, very exciting professionals that spend a lot of time in their lives studying to be a professional to understand the earth we're living with and the human life and all life. There's so much to learn. Can we ever learn enough? Did you know that I believe in what I've been studying. We're the only news media source for you to learn more about the water and keep our focus on water and your health. Well, think of yourself as a sponge. When you left the pocket of water in your mother's womb and you entered into that delivery room at that second, guess what? There was a dehydration that began. You no longer were living in a pocket of water. The protection was the water. The skin became a severe dehydration trauma. Your eyelid opened, and the eyes are water. The, the eyes are water at the surface, and they need to maintain a, a 100% constant maintenance of a water level below the tear film. And if you're dehydrating and your lifestyle, there are no two lies alike, no two skins and the complexion alike, no two fingerprints. What is the symptom? A daily uniqueness of each individual of dehydration. So let's think of yourself as a walking bubble. Are you drinking enough water to replenish the lost water internally? 
are you living in an air area that you can get enough fluid? We call it moisture humidity from the air that's constant enough for you personally to be healthy and detoxify and flush and be solvent. Stop and think. That's what this show is going to teach us. We're going to learn some new habits. And it's like a lot of the new books you've been studying out. There's a book called Water. And in that Water book, hopefully we'll have that guest on here within the next month. But Stephen Solomon is teaching us water on earth is in a crisis, fresh water. We don't want all the fresh water to run to the ocean. We want us to be, this civilization to be here and healthy forever. But if there's not enough fresh wash, water on the surface of the planet, you're not going to have a moist, enough moisture in the air. I've already proven with my research, indoor conditions are a pit. There should be more studies on that. Insulation, windows and walls, forced air heating and cooling, the chemistry in your carpeting and your fabrics, your clothing, your bedding. We could go on and on. Your mind can go ahead of us. You are dehydrating more indoors, but if you walk outdoors and you don't get enough moisture to absorb into your eyes and into your skin and into your body, your life becomes much more dehydrated. So study with us, learn with us, and think of us as the only news media group in the world that is focusing on the water. Your water, the earth is a planet of water. Let's do it together. Let's make it a human mission, earth's human mission, to learn more about how simple, how common sense, the water. Today we have a lot of excitement with some new guests. I'm just, every week I cannot believe it'll soon be three years with all these 250 guests that we've had, and absolutely the topics are beyond all excitement in this classroom. Today we have David Klein, who's a Ph.D. He's from Sebastopol, California. We're going to study with him the raw food diet lifestyle, and we've been hearing a lot about that. There's a lot to learn, and everybody has their own theories, and remember, these are all exciting common sense classroom studies. The second guest is going to be Travis Bowley. He's a writer, director, producer, adventure photographer, and a museum curator from uh, Missouri. Um, uh, he's, uh, the topic is going to be the Oregon Trail and the uh, docudrama in pursuit of a dream about the Oregon Trail. Now, I'm sitting here in Oregon. He's over there in Missouri, and I'm wondering, what is he doing in Missouri about the Oregon Trail? I'm sitting over here in the Rogue River Valley in Grants Pass, Oregon. So it's going to be a lot of fun to listen to him. We're going to listen to our sponsor first, Nature Tears I Mist is sold nationwide in drugstores in the eye drop department, or you can find it on Amazon.com. You can go to drugstore.com or come in to Nature's Tears I Mist and, and order to a, a product that is simply common sense. 100% fresh water, tissue culture grade of water with just a fine mist to replace the moisture loss to the eye. What is an eye depletion? Loss of water. You need to have a constant maintenance of fresh water. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Klein, are you with us? Yes, hello, Sharon. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm really anxious to hear your, I call this our classroom, Dr. Klein, and it's like our own laboratory, uh, the power of water and Earth's human mission to understand what we can do to live with, live with this Earth. And it looks, uh, you, you're, uh, what I'm reading about you is you're a hygienic doctor and a certified nutrition educator. Uh, your approach is holistic and based upon the natural hygiene system. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got where you're at today because I found with many of our guests like myself in research and what I do, something in my life got me ex- ex- uh, intrigued and excited about learning more about the nature of our planet. Tell us a little bit about you. Yes, um, I grew up in northern New Jersey um, in the 60s, early 70s, and just eating the standard American junk food diet with a lot of meat and processed Food, and I was doing great up until about age 17. Then my health severely started to decline. My energies went way downhill, a lot of nervousness. Then after six months of increasing fatigue, I had um, nonstop diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Doctors gave me medication, didn't stop it. Then around my 18th birthday, exactly, um, the one was that, about 34 years ago, 36 years ago, um, I landed in the hospital with diagnosis of ulcerative colitis, which is an inflamed colon, ulcerations, some bleeding, and just miserable nonstop diarrhea, and it's just complete hell. So the medication stopped the symptoms, but I never got healthy because I never knew anything about nutrition. The doctors and dietitians didn't know anything about how to eat healthfully to heal a gut problem, and they believed that any attempts to improve your diet with a healthier diet just don't work with these diseases, which, of course, enlightened people like us know is just plain nonsense. Well, we're learning, you know, um, it's, a, it's fascination um, that you're in research. I'm in research for many, many years. And when, we're, this, the, when a doctor is practicing medicine every day, they're, they're, yes, they're touching all these different patients, no two alike, but they're not really in research like other people are, and it's tough for them to move into studying something along the way. And nutrition has been ignored in years past, mainly by science and research, because they were so busy putting together for publicly held companies, for their shareholders, 
You know, yes. something, uh, doctor, I'm going to bring up right there if I can real quickly. You know, we're talking about our health insurance planning here in America, which is one of the best in the world. Uh, we're not even complimenting anything. Uh, you know, there's a fair and balanced way to do things. Say a compliment and go in and say some things that need to be changed to keep improving. But when you have insurance companies that are owned by publicly held companies and their shareholders and their portfolio managers running the share values up and down every day, it's a challenge because if they're not making money for their shareholders and those portfolio managers, they switch companies. And it's the, the chemistry and it's all the quick stuff, the, uh, the just-in-time hurry-up-and-get-me-something-else-to-invest-in uh, they forgot about probably the greatest investment in the world is anything to do with nature today. Uh, what is learning? What are we learning about food and nutrition and alternatives of healthcare? Can you imagine how healthy people would be, doctor, if if people would stop and study and listen to shows like this one and, and read your books and other books about how can I study to be better at my own health? Maybe you wouldn't be having to run into the doctor as much, right? Right. I mean, health information's been around since, you know, the dawn of man. Um, the, the ancient yogis 5,000 years ago knew all about natural healing. Uh, Jesus was a great healer, because if you read the Essene Gospel of Peace, you learn he taught people to detoxify and stop eating all the toxic meat and, and, and rubbish, which fouls people's bodies up. Modern medicine is only geared towards treating symptoms. It's just... A big racket, which... Now, is about let's help our listeners in this classroom. We've heard that before, and we know it. They know it. But, but just define the medical field. When you go in to the doctor, a lot of times, doctor, we go in after we're so sick, right? We don't go in ahead of time. Right. So when they go in and they're really sick, the doctor is supposed to be, let's say, the god of the visit, and immediately begin to understand why we didn't get in there quick enough. So when we get in there, they're trying to treat the word you just said, symptom. And the symptom is only treatable if we give them the symptoms, right? Right. They're only sanctioned to try to help people through medication, and if that doesn't work, surgery. So they're not even licensed to help people with health and nutrition. They're not trained in it. Their medical schools don't teach it. It's all about pharmacology, and if that doesn't work, surgery. So if they try to help people outside of the bounds of what they're trained to do or licensed to do, they'll lose their license. So we're really going to the wrong people if we want health. If we have an emergency situation, yeah, medicine has its place. But if we want to learn about health and about what the symptoms mean and how to get rid of the symptoms through natural living instead of just snuffing them out with medications which make, us, which make us more toxic and sick, that we need to learn about the basics of health, which is what I teach and what you teach, I'm sure. Well, you know what, we, what you just said there, too, and I'll evaluate that in this class, is you just said learn the nature of our health. Uh, chemicals were not the nature of our health. True. We're not designed to get healthy. No, those I molecules, mean, we had a Nobel Prize winner on here who got uh, from Switzerland who got the... Nobel Prize in Chemistry for Finding Life in the Molecule. Well, my gosh, in heaven, doctor, you and I both know the molecule water has a living life, and you're made up of how many molecules in your body that you have to survive, detoxify, flush, keep solvent, 
and lift, it's not the, and the chemistry may not even agree with you. You don't know which chemistry will or not. We don't need to be chemists or even older than five years old to understand the basics of health. We follow nature. We eat the foods that God provided from the land. We stop processing and destroying all the food with a lot of cooking and chemicals. We live naturally. We get out of a stressful lifestyle and follow our intuition. That's where all the wisdom is. Well, you just said maybe follow your gut. <laughs> follow our gut intuition. Before, follow our <laughs> instincts. I mean, that's the greatest teacher. The doctor's not going to know what you need. He's just going to give you medication you and you're going to pay be, for it. Yes, learn to be your own research and your own lab and plant the feet on the floor every morning and begin your day learning your own rhythm. Now, you have a specialty called the raw food diet. Tell me about that. Yes, I first wanted to mention, I'm sure you already saw my website, that um, I went through five years of engineering school with my illness, and that was to become a water pollution control engineering. Ah. So you picked the right guy here. My, oh, my passion not. was, was water pollution, water quality engineering, and I did make a career in that for about eight years before I switched 20 years ago. Now, isn't it fascinating when you think about how they left the water behind? In our, in our every day. Did you know, uh, doctor, on the national nutrition chart that they spent a fortune on years ago, there isn't one glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's not funny because... Yeah. Now, you know, that's why I have this show, doctor. I mean, I decided, I've been in water research for years, and, yeah. and I have a medical team and physicians, and we approach the water as a, a, a business to go into that's uh, better than, uh, it can be added on to the chemical world, but in other words, 100% pure water technology studies. And I was shocked that when I was studying all those years, and I kept thinking, well, maybe before I finally come to some conclusions, they'll get the water on there. Doctor, they still don't have the water on there. I think they believe that people get enough Coca-Cola and uh, beer to, to get enough water on their diet, and they don't want to put well, that on Well, or tea. I had one person on here, it just shocked me. She said, well, I drink... I drink a lot of tea, and I said, but how much water? She said, well, I really drink more tea than water. And see, it's fascinating where somebody's consciousness really believes that tea, juice, or these water products that have all these other added ingredients in it don't cause a a heavy digestion problem. In other words, you still have to digest that. 100% water you have to digest, but your body is made up of water. My healing story was dramatic with regard to the raw foods and the water, and I'll tell you about it in a nutshell. Um, after eight years of miserable suffering and a completely ulcerated colon wow. that the doctor in Manhattan wanted to cut out, and I'd seen seven gastroenterologists from New Jersey to Boston. They all said diet has nothing to do with my gut problem. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And I started looking for nutrition information in the last year. This was 1984. Then I eventually found the information, and right after the doctors said it's time to cut out your colon, that's when I really thought about how to really heal, and I just realized I had to change all my thoughts and my lifestyle. And one night, it all, it all made sense. I need to eat human you know, natural biological diet. You know, we have to take our break right now, Doctor, mm-hmm. and we're going to come back, and we're going to learn in this classroom what you just said. You, ha- you decided not to have an operation. You wanted to think about how you could do something that maybe could make an alternative common sense for you to live. Um, And you did it for the rest of us, too, because you learned enough to share that. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Doctor, and we'll be right back with you on that topic. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Miss, sold nationwide in drugstores right in that eyedrop department. 
100% tissue culture graded water for the eyes with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Klein, uh, when we took our moment there for the, our sponsor, you were telling us about what you finally decided to do under uh, desperation of your life about your diet. Tell us about what you learned. Yes, yeah, so I was incredibly toxic and sick and miserable, and I couldn't take it anymore. I thought I was going to die by the end of the year, and I realized I had to do something drastic to save my life, and I wanted to find the information. Doctors didn't have the information for me. I was incredibly angry and frustrated at the world, but I had the natural nutrition information. I, I found a doctor in natural hygiene who gave me this natural healing information about how our natural biological diet of mostly fruits and veggies is most helpful for us for healing and that the body is self-healing and that I needed to detoxify and allow my body to heal on its own terms without medication. And one night it all made sense after I got that, that edict from the medical doctor, either have my colon cut out or try a drug which will knock out my immune system. I thought that was crazy and I needed to figure it out. So I was contemplating all this natural healing and diet information one night, and it all made sense. And I knew exactly what to do, and I applied it. I started doing a diet of like 90% raw food. I did the proper foods, which were non-irritating. Now let's, let's take it a combining. step at a time in this class, doctor. Uh, what raw foods did you choose to, that really have, wor- uh, let's say, worked for you? Uh, what Mostly are those food. raw foods? Mostly fruit. Fruit is pre-digested by all the nutrients are pre-digested the what kind of by fruit? the sun. Sweet, juicy fruits, nothing acidic, which is irritating to a gut problem. Now, what is this real acidic one that you would recommend to stay away from? Oh, anything that um, your tongue tells you is a bit intense, like oranges, um, tangerines, um, okay. grapefruits, pineapples, and tomatoes. So those are the acidic fruits not to have when you got gut inflammation. Mm-hmm. The other fruits were yeah, that was a good one. We just learned that was a good one. A lot of people, we where would you, how often do they hear that? We have not heard that yet on our show yet. Okay, go forward. So I, I could give a lecture for an hour, of course, but oh, I'm just yeah. trying to we'll give it brief. Inter- interrupt me when you want me to highlight I will, anything. I need to the class so, to understand what you're saying. 
I ate the exact opposite diet than everybody, all the doctors think, all the nutritionists, dietitians think is, is good for you. They, they think it's the worst diet to eat a lot of fruit when you've got a colitis or a colon problem because it makes you clean out and have more bowel movements and get the rubbish out of your system. Now, which fruit, you learn, what was that? Excuse me? What, 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 it was, what, would that, what, what type of fruit or raw food could do that? Uh, any, any fruit. Any fruit will do that because it's high in water content. Mm-hmm. The sugars are energizing. But we're going to stay away from oranges and pineapple. and Right. Those Other fruits are okay, but, but there's a big but. You have to learn how to eat the diet correctly. You have to have the right education. You mm-hmm. have to know the right food combining and sequencing because mm-hmm. if you eat fruit haphazardly or with other food groups, it's just going to ferment and make your body have more gastric distress. You just said a brand new one that we've never heard on this show before. I've wondered about it, but this is not my research. Mm-hmm. So you're, I agree with you. What you eat with what you've been eating is so important, isn't it? If we eat correctly, I mean, in my case, this was so drastic. 25 years later, my mind is still blown. I went from having like an exploding erupting volcano in my stomach every time I ate the last few months or years with the colitis mm-hmm. and 10 bloody bowel movements a day and complete living hell, mm-hmm. you know, constantly on medication, mm-hmm. to follow this diet. And within three days, my stomach calmed down, started feeling good again. I came back to life after being a zombie. I started having form stools on the fourth day of eating a diet of mostly sweet fruit juices and smoothies. Now, sweet juices and smoothies, Okay. Now, also, when I think of raw food, I also think of some, uh, of course, I'm going to think dark green vegetables in that. But what are you thinking? Uh, do they, are you adding any vegetables to this? Well, this was my healing phase, the first few days. Okay, this is, is our not healing. The right, okay. It is not the right protocol for most people. It worked for me, but most people need to make a gradual transition and not rush into the fruit. Well, everybody should, yeah. Yes, everybody. But um, anyway, so vegetables, especially leafy greens, must be included in the diet because of their, their phytonutrients and the mineral density that they give us. So we absolutely need greens and veggies in our diet. We need to learn how to eat during the healing phase with this kind of an illness, which means you don't have any raw roughage, no raw vegetables in the beginning. You need to juice it all or steam them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so doing the proper food combining, the fruit on an empty stomach, then the veggie meals later, making, I was making lots of um, fresh made in my juicer um, juices mm-hmm. from fruits and veggies mm-hmm. and having steamed sweet potatoes, squash, and veggies for dinner. Mm-hmm. And my bowels cleaned out and healed up an ulcerated colon they wanted to cut out in only four weeks. Wow. And well, it stayed healthy for 25 years, and I've rebuilt my, my whole body and life. Yeah, and probably came up with all this energy. After four years, the, the last vestiges of the chronic fatigue and just being a sickly person were just totally gone. I became a high-energy person, and I just, you know, brought tears of joy to my eyes. And oh, my. I want to mention one more thing. I don't want to forget the one point about water is um, the natural hygiene people who I learned from, the doctors taught that distilled water is the best, best water because it's pure H2O, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I started drinking distilled water right off the bat, and I went from being a toxic cesspool with low energy and nightmares and muddy thinking and mm-hmm. toxic body to feeling this freshening effect. My energy rose up dramatically. Like you can picture like a, a steep angle on a, on, a, on a graph chart. My energy like rose up every day, and that's because I was replenishing the toxic fetid water in my body mm-hmm. with pure water, which conducts electricity, which conducts the, um, the energy in our body 
for all the cells to function better and for all the organs to walk better, work better. So I replaced all the, the toxic water and toxins in my body within several months or maybe a total year it took. And my energy went from being abysmal to becoming greater and greater every day. And I just, every time I drank a glass of distilled water or had the fruit juice, which um, is, is like over 90%, it's, it's far over 95% water. And you make that your own fruit juices. That purifying effect was phenomenal. Do you make your own fruit juices then or do you buy some? Oh, I had a juicer, and I was juicing um, all day sometimes. I would make a big pitcher of juice. juices that people could think about if they, if they want to buy one? Um, well, I don't, I don't recommend buying juices in stores unless they're fresh made there, because um, the ones in bottles are, are flash pasteurized, which um, mm-hmm. harms some of the vitamins, changes the flavor, and the plastic bottles are bad for the environment and for our health. Mm-hmm. So we can all buy a juicer. You can get a used one at a, at, um, a thrift store or buy one online or at a health food store or a department store for like $150 and mm-hmm. get a juicing book. Go to my livingnutrition.com website mm-hmm. or colitis-crohn's website. Get my book mm-hmm. if you want to learn how to heal colitis or any gut problem and mm-hmm. just learn the basics of juicing. It's very easy. Jack LaLanne's been pushing it for, for decades. Yeah. And he's in his 90s. He's in phenomenal yes, he has. Yes, he has. That's a good yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about the new book, The China Study? Well, if you look on page two, you'll see my endorsement right there. Okay, Colin I did Campbell, do that. I adore. But, you know, yeah, I just got it. In fact, I bought four of them and sent some off, and I'll buy some more. But it is uh, quite a fascination. Now, what do you think about vegan diet? Well, I've been vegan diet saved my life because I learned the science and the own experiential truth. And from 2,000 clients and all my doctor's experience, Meat is very unhealthy, and Dr. T. Colin Campbell's um, now, 25 let's, years let's of study. Now, let's take an evaluation of that. Um, um, people started out at the beginning of time with whatever they started out with, and then along the way they became loving the taste of everything, uh, meat, uh, let's say beef, uh, pork, chicken, fish. Now, with a vegan diet, uh, what about any time? Is there once in a while you have a fish, some fish? No. Once I learned that one blinding flash, that one night when I learned how to heal myself, that meat is, is poison, there's no nutritional advantage to it, there's no nutrients that are lacking that we can't get in fruit and veggie diet, no amino acids, nothing. So now do you eat to- tofu? Never. So Never. once I learned that the high-protein foods like tofu, beans, and meat only putrefy in the gut, which was killing me, yeah, I stopped it eating it, and I it replaced can. all those foods with fruits and veggies, and occasionally after I healed up some nuts and seeds for extra fat and protein, plus avocado once in a while, which has got all the amino acids and fatty Oil. acids we need. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is your thinking? Have you done any much research on nuts? Because a lot of people are finding nuts very hard to digest. Now, seeds, for some reason, they can digest easier than the nuts. What have you well, been I, eat, I eat nuts and seeds, and I tell, teach people how to eat them healthfully. And we just did some YouTube videos on how to make seed milk um, out of pumpkin seeds. So hard nuts and seeds are very difficult to digest. The most difficult things to digest on a, on a vegan diet. So we need to soak them in water oh, okay. for an hour to, to um, 12 hours. And if you want to let them germinate, become a lot easier to digest and even softer. You can let them germinate in the open air for a day or two. That's a new one today, too. I'm having fun with this. And you can blend uh, them up and make a dressing, which is healthy, and it's not just a a load of oil like your commercial salad dressings. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Now, back to the water, though. 
Now, mm-hmm. I had studied distilled water for a long time and found that the life was taken out of it. If a person has a fresh, safe, real good water that they know is safe and they understand, I think that those nutrients in there are so important. I do. But again, uh, there's a lot of theories out there. Uh, one thing about distilled water, you know for sure where it's coming from. Uh, it is distilled. Did you find in research when they decided to recommend only distilled water or distilled because it made it a safer water to recommend and to be a better, uh, a safer water to recommend with what you're eating? Well, we're designed to get most of our water from fruits and vegetables, and, and, and fruits average about 95% water, so that's where I get most of my water. Mm-hmm. But I've never found any negative effect of, of, of distilled water. All my natural hygiene doctor friends who run fasting centers all use distilled water. Mm-hmm. And I'll just give you my, my example. I could go on and on, but I was severely demineralized from my illness, going to the toilet all the time, medications, stress. Oh, yeah. Um, terrible oh, yeah. diet. So You were dehydrated further than, more than normal. Oh. And so my body was so acidic that my body was taking um, the, the calcium out of my bones to buffer the acidity just to keep me alive. So I, my bones became very um, porous. So uh, I, saw, I saw the x-rays a, a while after I healed up. I started healing up. I, started, I went to a chiropractor, and he showed me the x-rays of my spine, which had some scoliosis, which is since gone, um, that he said, Dave, look at this extra. 50% of your bone calcium was gone. Wow. Now, I was 27. My bones were shadowy. Those like missing 50% of the bone calcium. I remineralized my entire body as I alkalized with the fruit and veggie diet, high in minerals, no junk food whatsoever. My bones are strong. My nails are great. Um, I have now, absolutely your, no signs uh, your, of, of uh, calcium or mineral deficiency. And the, and the distilled water got me there. So there's okay. no... Doctor, on your site, do you have... Uh... Uh, uh, any charts on showing uh, the different uh, fruits and and uh, all the things that you recommend for people to look at how they eat each day? Uh, oh yes, it's in my book. There. It's in my book, Self Healing your... Colitis Crohn's, okay. which has been it's the world bestseller. And they can find it on your site too. That's Colitis Crohn's dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to ask you, and I will have you on again, because we did learn a lot today. And I'll go through and evaluate some of those things that we can emphasize on also with some of those new things we're hearing from you on some ideas and theories that you've been learning and st- uh, research has been st- studying. But uh, real quickly, the dehydration of the body from birth has been a big oversight to me uh, in research. They've got to realize all life has to be studied from birth for the dehydration of what happened. And uh, people think you dehydrate because you go over 98 degrees. It starts from birth. And we never know who, which two people are dehydrating. Uh, no two people can dehydrate always the same. And that's why some of those chemistries and ideas we have may not always work. So we have to learn to study ourselves, study the person we are and what makes us tick. But it sounds like you've done a really exciting uh, job and research for yourself and you're sharing that. And I want to thank you for sharing that with others and getting into the profession you're in. Would you like to have a last moment here uh, yes. to tell our audience what you're thinking and where to go find you? People are eating a low-water content diet. Everything's processed and, and cooked and, and concentrated. A fruit and veggie diet, mostly raw foods, um, is high, high in water content. So the water takes care of itself. We replenish the depleted water more easily and stay more youthful and alive. So that's one of the great reasons why the raw food diet is so, so wonderful. It's over 90% water content. 
also, if people want more information, they can go to colitis-crohn's.com or my other website, uh, livingnutrition.com, and get great simple books on how to eat the natural diet and, and rejuvenate and, and, and resurrect your life. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Klein. Uh, we have just had, uh, as a special guest, and I learned a lot, and I'm sure you learned a lot of different uh, topics here today from Dr. David Klein, Ph.D. He's, his book can, uh, can be found on livingnutrition.com. I want to thank you for joining us, and you have a nice day. Thank you, Sharon. And be well. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, we learned uh, quite a bit there today, and I've said over and over in my studies and my evaluations have been what you eat one day, remember to watch your uh, digestive system and how your energy is and what you eat the next day and kind of learn from these classroom studies, there is a lot here. Water's number one at the top of your list. Number two, start getting into more fresh fruits and raw vegetables. And uh, learn that maybe for you, if your abdomen is swelling at all, and you may not digest your food the way you feel like you should and you're losing energy, it could be that you may have some reactions to the proteins, which is like either the meat, the pork, or the fish, or the chicken. You never know. So it's kind of tough to say, oh my gosh, do I stop it all at once? The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Are you with us, Travis? I am. Good well, morning. Thank you, for, thank you for joining us today, and this is going to be a fascination. You're sitting in Missouri? I am. I'm in Independence, Missouri, which is... And I'm sitting in Southern Oregon, in Grants Pass, Oregon, and we're going to talk about the Oregon Trail from Missouri. <laughs> Great. 
Well, thank you for joining us. Tell us what you uh, have learned about the Oregon Trail and California, the relationship there. Well, um, obviously, it seems odd to people, I think, that the headquarters of the Oregon-California Trails Association would be in Missouri, (laughs) but but Independence, Missouri, in the 1840s was literally at the very western edge of the United States, and so Uh when people began settling the West Coast, Independence, Missouri was near where the Missouri River stops, um, starts heading north. And, and this was an easy place to get to by boat and then jump off and start walking west with your wagon. So we're at the head of the trail. You're at the... Okay, the so Independence, end. Missouri is uh, where people, like the headwaters, let's say, the beginning of how people began to pursue what ended up to be Oregon and California. That's correct. Okay, explain that to us. How did, before we go too far... How, what, what what do you think was happening at that time? They just all decided this is a good place to begin and that they came from all these different other directions and they ended up meeting from Independence, Missouri? Well, what was going on was a, a slow popul- populating of the area. At the time, the Russians and the British had had a long presence in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And with especially with, beginning with the election of Polk in 1844, um, where he was really a firm believer in manifest destiny of, of populating the entire American continent with the United States and eventually making a sea to sea nation. And, and the promise of, of free land initially in Oregon, and of course later gold in California, is what drove people to, to head, head that way, kind of abandon everything they had here and, and make their way across a very arduous journey of 2,000 miles crossing mountains and deserts and plains. So they went about 2,000 miles? That's that's an approximate distance, yes. And that was because they were promised um, uh, free land. Now, was Washington or any other states doing free land or California, or was Oregon the one that was the topic for the free land? at the time, you've got to keep in mind that Washington and Oregon, and even in the British Columbia, was all on map. One piece. One piece. There we go. Yeah, the Oregon Territory, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, even in the 1830s, you already had missions setting up in the area, the most famous of which was probably the Whitman Mission near Walla Walla, where Marcus mm-hmm. and Narcissa set up in about 1836. So now, now we call it Walla Walla, but that was yeah. a spot that, okay. And then uh, they uh, came to uh, Oregon, uh, and why did they call it the Oregon Trail? Because it was the trail to Oregon. Okay, but they, did, did they have a name yet? At the time? Uh-huh. Um, well, it had been used for centuries before white people began using it. Obviously, Native Americans used it for, for trade and interactions between their tribes. Okay. And, and later, mountain that men trail. were that trail. exploring. Okay. Yeah, mountain men had been using it to pursue largely beaver in the West. And, of course, the British had, had made incursions in, inland as well from their posts, especially at Fort Vancouver. So, Can um, you imagine, I, Travis, coming through those mountains and hills and dales and over around the mountains and trying to, uh, they weren't such engineers, but they sure did engineer how to get around them or over them and through them. And and they're all trees, go an unbelievable amount of trees and mountains. Well, that's true. In, in fact, some of the earliest roads blazed across the Cascade, both in southern and, and northern Oregon. That was That was a problem with the first people who tried to go through was the fallen trees and the brush and all of the things oh, that you yeah. had to get through. So certainly yeah. a huge issue. I've got to tell you a story. I think the listeners are enjoying this, Travis. There was a lady that I knew really well, and she, her parents, they grew up in southern Oregon, and 
she would get on a horse way back then and go to Lakeview, Oregon, over the mountains, carrying a gun by herself to go visit family. Can you imagine? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you look at uh, the, how people in that time thought it. I, mean, I knew her before she passed away. But she lived in southern Oregon over in the Cave Junction area. She would get on a, tra- uh, on a horse, take a trail, obviously, to Lakeview, Oregon, by herself, on a horse, carrying a gun. And you know she was probably thinking about the critters and nobody human. But our, our former uh, pioneers, our former life of people thought nothing of, tra- of tra- traveling through hills and dales and audience all over the world. If you saw Oregon and saw these huge mountains, you'd wonder how, my gosh, did they get around those mountains with those wagons. Okay, tell us more about um, how they went about this and, and what era did they finally start finding that free land. Well, it really began, most people mark the year 1843 mm-hmm. as the first big immigration. There were uh, hundreds of immigrants who jumped off from western Missouri. Um, there was, at the time in Missouri, there was a lot of dissension over the slavery issue. Um, probably one of the more famed early immigrants was a man named Jesse Applegate. He and his two brothers were rather outspoken here in Missouri. Combine that with you know, the Panic of 1837, a huge economic recession, and... Oh, they even had it then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Continuing... Earth has a cycle, America. right? Yes. Um, but it was very bad, and, and farm prices were very low, and combine that with the slavery issue and, and the fact that there was, there was free land, and, and some people had been riding back, speaking of the fertile valleys of the Willamette. So it was very enticing to people to get out and, and settle a new area and, and seize that free land. And, and so in 1843 is kind of the year we generally mark, some people a few years earlier, but 1843 was the real big push. And of course, it just grew every year until 1849 with the discovery of gold when it exploded. Yeah, the gold. Uh, now, we must mention to our audience that Oregon has a lots of rivers, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Lots of water, good aquifers. Uh, and lots of fertile land, and, and, and it's more of a banana belt type uh, in parts of the state uh, weather, so they probably found that fascinating coming from the east. Now, when they found the gold, what year, do you remember what year that was? Well, the discovery was, gold? Made in, was made in 1848, and so okay. um, because a few years earlier, Applegates and others had blazed a trail into California, a lot of people in Oregon were able to take advantage of that really a year before anyone else because you didn't really want to leave the eastern United States because you'd get stuck in the winter snows mm-hmm. of the Rockies and other mountains as you headed west. So people in the east really had to wait till the spring of 49. So Oregonians mm-hmm. had a big jump on everyone else. And there weren't a whole lot of uh, – California at the time was largely Hispanic, largely uh, Mexican. It was a Mexican territory at the time. There were a few – Anglos in okay, the area. Uh, let's, let's, let, we're hearing something new that nobody has discussed on our show because we've had no end of heads of Forest Service and more. So Oregon in, in the 1800s had a lot of Mexican people here too? Not, not Oregon, California. Or California. Uh, yeah, oh, okay, thank you. California, yes. Okay. And that was the Spanish people. Yeah, yeah, the Mexicans had gotten, you know, obviously the Mexicans had gotten their freedom from Spain in 1821. And, and, but had, 
had only sparsely populated the American Southwest, even though. Now, it was who were the ones that uh, found the gold, though? Who were the discoverers of gold? Well, most people remember the name Sutter. John Sutter was a, a Swiss immigrant who settled in Missouri and eventually made his way to California. And um, the, the gold was discovered near there, and that sort of became the, the pinpoint spot where people were trying to go. Later, gold mm-hmm. was found up and down the entire length of the, the Sierra. Mm-hmm. So if you were to look at a map of what the California Trail is, it's sort of the, a straight line through Nevada until you get to the Sierra, and then it branches out into what looks like fingers crossing all the various passes, depending on which gold fields you're heading to. Now in southern Oregon, in the Cave Junction area, they had a huge gold mine, huge gold mine, and uh, it was one of the most affluent mines. Maybe it's because they found gold right here in Oregon. Well, later, as years went by, more discoveries were made in places like Montana and Idaho and silver strikes in Nevada, and these mineral claims just were wasn't exciting to people because it was it was tough to make a, a living in the East, and you could instantly get wealthy. Not everyone did, but mm-hmm. the enticement was there, and it was an, it was a grand adventure. If you read the, the challenge diary, of the adventure, right? Yes. Yeah. Now you said that some people in pursuit of a dream. Tell us what that means in pursuit of a dream on here. In Pursuit of a Dream is a movie that we undertook as an organization making almost four years ago, and it was finished this year. We took 24 kids, teenagers, from all across the country, East Coast, Midwest, Intermountain Area, West Coast, and took them to Wyoming and Oregon for a week each and outfitted them as if they were 1850s-era immigrants and filmed what happened. It's sort of a, I guess, a docudrama. Uh-huh. Um, almost reality television meets a documentary. It's really creating quite a buzz. We, this Thursday, I'll be flying into Los Angeles, where we'll present the movie at the International Family Film Festival in Hollywood, mm-hmm. going going head to head with Academy Award winners, and, and we're very excited to be. Oh yes! In fact, did you watch the Academy Awards last night? Yes, in fact, yes. I did. And my wife and I were. Uh, our big movie buffs and, and enjoy that. Yeah, I am too. And uh, I, we're really excited about you putting yours in for the documentary. Now, yours will come in for next year, right? Well, we don't know. We'll, we'll run the film festival circuit and see what happens. Hopefully the right mm-hmm. eyes see it. We were just accepted into the Boston International It's got International to be a, an exciting, you know, we're so into the nature of our planet right now. And that's why I decided to have the show my radio show three years ago called The Power of Water, and of course now I call it Our Earth's Human Mission but and Health, but the nature of the planet, what we're living on, and where we got, how we got where we're at today. And these stories like you're telling us about people coming from parts of this country before the separate states were divided and our forefathers and what they did to discover new adventure and new, new findings and and the ways of building our our economy. And look what happened here, Travis. Can you imagine any other country of the world separated into 50 little states? I call them countries. Our well, forefathers we were the most unbelievable economists in the world. They separated the this country into 50 states, I call them countries, so that we could can begin to compete with each other, have our own borders and our own boundary of living and and begin our own economy and 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 and, and gold here and gold there and and nickel here and and marble mines and coal or whatever it may be. Can you imagine their thinking way back in time? Uh and they didn't have all this 
smartness. Everybody is so smart today. I'm sorry. I, I get frightened, Travis, when somebody gives me a tone that they're that smart. You can't learn enough, can you? Well, I, I, you can catch a glimpse of this from, from their writings, and I would say that they were very smart as well. Um, they had, obviously, different technologies at their disposal, and certainly exactly. the last 100-plus years have... And they wanted to learn. ...accelerated. Well, absolutely. Uh, many well, of these good. men I were very... I want to wish you well on your documentary. Uh, I hope you'll send me uh, so I can take a peek at it. Uh, we only have one minute left on our... Um, with our audience, would you just tell them about how to find out about your In Pursuit of the Dream? Uh, which, where did it go on the website to find you? Well, the website is inpursuitofadream.org. They can view mm-hmm. a trailer. There's also a dozen five-minute clips of different trail activities that aren't in the movie. The movie itself is 83 minutes long. Um, check the website for showings. We are actually having two showings in Oregon real mm-hmm. soon, um, this Saturday in Oregon City, mm-hmm. and March, April 13th again in Oregon City. Um, you can get information on the website for that. We've also just been notified that we're the winners of the Oregon Heritage Excellence Award. We'll receive that on oh, April 9th. Congratulations. Governor's, oh. wife, Governor's wife will be making that presentation, so we're very excited about that. So hopefully your listeners can get to a showing wherever they are. Yes, and, of course, get your social media out. <laughs> we do. We're Isn't all that the Facebook. way? You can find, what you can find a, us on Facebook what, as well. And in, in pursuit of a dream, if that's America, that's America and all over the world the dreams of people to keep alive and keep exciting. Well, I want to thank you for coming to this classroom. I think we learned a lot, and I wish you well, and congratulations on your Pursuit of a Dream documentary. Thank you very much. You have a nice day and be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. We have learned a lot here. I think that Dr. Klein told us today about the raw food diet, and I really want you to think about that seriously. He has some books out, and with a lot of different books out on what we're doing to digest our food and we're losing energy. Um, uh, Travis Boley just told us about our founders of our planet uh, on the planet here and how each country of the world and here in America we pursue these visions and we have adventure in our hearts and in our goals and not just for ourselves personally, but for those that we're leaving behind for generations. Now that is something to think about today. We have Dr. Klein worried about you and all your generations, and then we have Travis Boyley worried about you and your knowledge and all your future generations. All over the world, that is happening. You know, Earth does have a secret. Embrace your life every precious moment, and you will look at others and you'll notice how much they will appreciate you because you will value their life too and generations to come. But Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave that footprint so you will be leaving us a plan for generations to come. It's called Pay It Forward. I want to thank you for listening to this classroom and in this laboratory. You have a nice day and be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.